but since we don't have... Oh, hi. Welcome to the Wandering Stoner Podcast with special guest... Jacob Wilson. And, uh... I'm very excited to bring Jacob Wilson to you. Um... Didn't get a lot of time. He's uh, going to be leaving next month, sadly. Yeah. Or no, not sadly. This this is awesome. You're going to be uh, getting one of them dream jobs. So no, can... It's not dream. I mean, it's $9 an hour. That's not the dream part. No. It's, it's a but, start in the right direction. But if you love what you do. Yeah. Yeah, I love what I do. But we'll see what happens. Well, regardless, I wish you luck in that endeavor. But we're not about to talk about that. We're talking about your comedy career. Mm-hmm. Now, how long have you been a performer? Oh, gosh. I been, Well, that's a very generous definition of it. I, uh, I don't, I'm not sure. Because uh, I think I started April like a year and a half, almost two years ago. Yeah. Or so, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been in 2017 is when I started. To, nice. Uh, do, that's when I did my first open mic. That's what's up. Uh, speaking of which, what was it like going to your first open mic, and what led up to you signing up and doing it for the first time? Uh, so, well, that's just come. Uh, I, no, I noticed it from early on with like my speaking classes at in college and everything that it just came naturally to me. Yeah, to speak in front of people. And so I would always, anytime I had a solo speaking class rather than the group projects, like I always made it funny. I tried to enter something in to make people laugh. And uh, that was like one notice where I noticed just how easy it came to me. And then another part was just from like networking events or going to places. It was strangers who have asked me if I do comedy, not have done or want to, but do comedy. And then I go, no. Oh. And then I would answer, like, should I? Do you think I got some potential do you, here? Do you think, do you, am I funny enough? Are you being here? a dick or do you believe in me? Like, are you just being rude? Like, am I trying too hard? And you're just like, hey, you ever done comedy? No? Well, don't. Like, is it is <laughs> that I, situation? I can definitely relate to that. Uh, what has been one of your favorite shows since you've been a performer? Oh, gosh. Uh, that's. Uh, tough. I think it's been when I went to Colorado Springs for about a year, and I was doing their open mic uh, comedy scene out there to to a point. It wasn't like Omaha where it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for a while. This you ever one, get the work with Nick Dean or uh, Anthony Crawford? I don't know who those people are, so probably no. <laughs> okay. I this was so they had one on Sunday nights, which what they would do is the first. Uh, set was like actually paid comics oh no they had people like steve gillespie come in who's been on conan and they have and they would do like one local for 10 minutes someone who's just up and coming they do two feature acts who live in the state and then there'd be someone who not like a b or a list but like a c-list comedian who from the denver area or so so they bring in some funny people like that and then the open mic would happen after that and those were probably my favorite ones yeah. Uh, there was another one on Thursdays, which was like once or twice a month. And this place, because so many people signed up, the most time I had was two and a half minutes. Jesus. It, the first time was two minutes. And the second time was two and a half minutes. It was ridiculous. 
ridiculous because like I'm sitting there going to myself like most of my stories are three minutes long like how am I gonna that's like one bit yeah maybe even a half a bit oh it's a one-liner's dream Two and a half minutes. They they just love it up there. But storytellers, it's like, oh no, I gotta shorten it down. I like to treat my uh, comedy sets like the ladies. You know, I don't want a wham bam, thank you, ma'am. I want a little finesse, maybe a little slap and pickle. I yeah. I, I, my goal is to be able to do a like an hour consistent set though. No, like that was my thing, because like I don't like doing those sets, just because I don't get to expand on the jokes. Some jokes need the expansion on it, so I just worked with my best ones every time, and it they were fine because that was like it would be about forty fifty people in there yeah. watching you, but forty of them were uh, comedians, the other twenty twenty five or so were not, so it was still a good crowd, but. Yeah. I was like two two minutes like mm, that's come on. <laughs> um, so what? oh yeah, my favorite joke. I get that. My favorite show though it was one of the Sunday nights. I uh, just tried out new jokes, tried out put in old jokes that worked together, and it all just flowed into one just big laughing piece all the way through. And it did greatly. And I'll, and but that was also before I left for another internship in Georgia. So it was a big. Did you have some peaches while you were down in Georgia? I actually did not. I did not have any peaches while I was down there. Shameful. I, I saw them. You rebel. Sand, but no, I when I was in Georgia, I, I, try, I tried to have some of the stuff down there. Like I tried Zaxby's for the first time. Overrated. It's not even that great. You, you've you uh, definitely traveled a mm -hmm. lot more than uh, my typical comic on here. Like a lot of them are newbies or mm -hmm. boobies. Yeah. Uh, but you're, you're a fairly seasoned vet. I'd say so. Um, uh, what would you say is your favorite state to perform in? I, so far. So far. That is tough. Uh, I think based on reactions I've gotten from the crowd, I'm going to have to go, it was Colorado. Colorado? I better reactions from the crowds of the non-comics out there. Because that's one thing I got to say on. There's nothing against other comics, but I'd rather test my material in front of people who want to go see a show rather than a room full of comedians. I, I feel that. like It can feel a little stagnant when you go to the same mic and week same after jokes. week, and it's just like... And it's like I'm sitting there cross-armed silence. Like, it's not that I think you're not funny. It's just I've heard it 20 times, and... And this delivery is just like all the other times I've yeah. heard it. Like, and it's like I expect the same from me when I tell my old jokes. So it's just I want to try it in front of people. And so I, in Colorado, I got more people than I did comics, and so I was better to. Yeah, you had legit ears, yeah. fresh ears. Um, what was your first experience with comedy? Like for me, it was uh, Rodney Dangerfield when he had those stand-up videos. Oh. That was. That was my first exposure. I, what was yours? I would have to say, oh, this goes back to when I was like a kid. Like my grandpa showed me like Three Stooges videos. Classic. Oh, I was, I'm a big fan of the classic stuff. Love the Three Stooges and like Mo, Curly, Shem. What was the other one? Shem? What? Well, okay, because there's two brothers. Wait, it was Harry, brothers. Curly, and Mo, right? Harry, Curly, and Mo, and Shem, who was the brother of Curly and um, one one of the others. Okay. But Curly was the second one. Shemp was one of the first. 
And like I remember watching that, and like one of my favorite ones is just like the scene in like a courtroom where Curly has like a derby on, and he's like, "Put your hand over the Bible," and he's holding his hat, and he's like, "Take your hat off," and he's switching back and out. So it's like watching those classic slapstick comedy. Like I love that, especially like when you go to like the Abbott and Costello. Oh, nice. Like, uh, What's the guy's name on first base? No, 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 who's on first base? And that type of back and forth. Like, I love that. So that was like my first entrance into it. And then obviously it was just watching movies and quoting with my friends. I only started watching stand-up like late in high school. And then in college is when I started focusing on more stand-up. And then that was getting into like Mike Birbiglia and John Mulaney. And oh, I was nice. just watching people uh, that tell stories. John but, Delaney does an excellent set and... He's always clean too. When he he's like one yeah. of those clean performers. Clean, cleaner, uh, but yeah, like that's the thing. Cause like I'm not a big fan of raunchy comedy and stuff like that. Like it's not, it's just not my style. Yeah. So John Mulaney, Mike Birbiglia, like they are clean ninety percent of the time. They might throw in a word there, but it's like Nate Bargatze. He's clean hundred percent of the time. Love him. Gary Goldman. Love him. Uh, like I'm a big fan of Jerry Seinfeld. Like he was one of the first ones I what I actually ended up doing before I did my first open mic is I watched his special on Netflix where he talks about how he just would write down jokes. Yeah, yeah. And he just write, so I went and I bought a notebook and I started writing down jokes. But before I did my first open mic, I didn't say any of the jokes I wrote down. I told a story that I told to a bunch of strangers that that's where they asked me do you do comedy? So I just yeah. told that story. And then from there... So that was like your first solid material there. Yeah. Was, was that, that story? Just that story. And then from there, it began to like add jokes and see where they fit. And I only would say the stuff I knew, like that story. I would only say that story if I didn't like have anything or if jokes weren't working. But like once new jokes fit in, because like I'm always trying to say new material every week. Like I'm not going to... Uh. I got a little lazy, but bouncing out of Omaha yeah. is doing me some good. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to get out of like what you know. Just Yeah, yeah. You stay at the same venue for too long, and you, you just kind of get sick of it. You get stagnant with it. It's just the same, and it's just like you just need something different. Just don't get that dopamine going yeah, for you. You need something different. So like, that's why I'm excited about going to Pennsylvania. I've never been I'm to excited for you, man. I wish you the best of luck. And hopefully when I uh, hit some luck myself, I can go out and pay you a visit and you can show me around uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, maybe we'll see. I, I mean, like, one of the things I hope to do out there is, like, depending on how busy this internship is, like, I'm hoping to go to Philly or New York and try to see if I can get on an open mic somewhere and do it. Oh, try. You will, man. Well, New York is a little bit different. New York, I heard uh, you got to bring people with you, so... Uh, if that's the case, you're sociable. You can make friends. Uh, well, and if nothing that. else, just be like, I got 20 bucks, I'll buy pictures. Once that 20 bucks <laughs> is gone, you're on your own. Uh, Don't be above bribery. Yeah, uh, that's exactly bribery. Just show up at the door, like, you don't have anybody with you. I got $20, just let me go tell five minutes of jokes. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. I took a bus. I'm pretty much paying for it. I took a bus. I don't ride a bus. Do I look like a person who rides a bus? I'm not from here. I'm from the middle of the country. Buses are for poor people. We don't do that. Right? No, yeah, that's, that's the thing about there. I'm going to have to get used to public transportation when I'm out there. 
Oh, yeah. I, well, I bet, like, the auto insurance out there has got to be, like, phenomenally high. I, I don't even know. First time I ever did, like, public transportation that I could remember, like, doing it every day was when I went to Germany. Another travel story. As I was in Germany, just taking the train because it was just so much easier. You pop on, you take it to where you need to go, you pop off. Just short, simple. Everyone did it. And it wasn't bad. Except the day there was that sweaty guy coughing on me, and then that was a bad day. <laughs> I, this was just a bus story I heard from a... F no, wait, no. I don't want to traumatize my audience. Uh, we, I do know that we have at least one listener from mm -hmm. Germany. Okay. So he's probably getting a kick out of that, or she. Uh, it... It could be my arch nemesis. I want to... Germany, I was there for three weeks, and uh, I was in Cologne, which is on the western side of the country. Does it smell? It's uh, Good? It, it smells like cigarettes. Oh. If that makes sense. That's very misleading for a name. Yeah. It, no. It, I mean, that's where Cologne comes from, but it smells like cigarettes because a third of the people smoke there. Oh, and, okay. And when I'm there, the people are like, oh, yeah, it's gone down over the years. I'm like, what do you mean it's gone down over the years? Is everyone just puffing? Are the babies puffing like 10 years ago? Like, what is happening? And then, so, yeah, so, like, I was there, and I would never live there. Just, I like driving my car. I like uh, the open road stuff. Also, like, this is one of the jokes I try to tell. It hardly ever lands. I still think it's funny personally for me, but it's like, why would you never move to uh, Germany or any place like that? I'm like, two reasons. They don't have guns or buffets. Those are my two big bugaboos. Very, very American. Very Respect. American. All right. Now, this next question, mm -hmm. because uh, were you born in Omaha? I was not. Where were you from? Uh, okay, so I was born in Memphis. Tennessee? Uh, yes. All right. And... Like, my dad was in the Navy, and then so they moved out of, after about eight months, moved up to Iowa about eight months or longer, I can't remember. Remember, obviously, I was a baby. But from what they told me, like, they moved from uh, Iowa to Blair, and Blair to a small town north of Omaha called Fort Calhoun, and that oh. was where I grew up from. Like, Blair, Nebraska? Yeah. Okay, then you, oh, wait, well, you were a baby. Yeah, I was I was going to say, I live in Missouri Valley. It's a hop no. and a skip away from Blair. No, I live in, I grew up in Fort County. That's where I went to high school with, all school, all the way through. So that's where I'm from. They got a de uh, one decent restaurant out in Fort Calhoun. Longhorn? I think that's what they call it now. See, the Longhorn or the Rustic. Yep. You only really got two to choose from. Yeah, you really do. And uh, shout out to anybody that listens to the podcast from Fort Calhoun. I hope you like your two restaurants. Uh, hey, Longhorn's the place to go. They got the uh, best barbecue sauce I've ever had was from Longhorn. You ever try uh, Heartland Barbecue up actually, in Benson? I actually have it, and I want to. Uh, my favorite place in Omaha is Smoking Jays on 13th and Benton. That's still my favorite place, but I haven't tried Heartland yet. I want to. I recommend the brisket. Do you like the pulled brisket sandwich? I prefer, I judge all my barbecue places on their pulled pork sandwich. Oh, yeah? That is the staple of any barbecue joint. And how well you do your pulled pork sandwich determines the rest of the barbecue the rest of the way. You know, it's funny you say that. I, I got a similar approach with, uh, like, delis and sa uh, sandwich shops. I'll go in, and my two go-tos are the French dip and the Reuben. Okay. I... That's, like, the one dish I judge the rest of the restaurant on. 
that's uh yeah, yeah that's what i do i mean like with burger places uh, it's just if it's a brand new burger place like all i want is like just plain cheeseburger don't even fancy it up for me don't tell me how people like it i want to know what your basic basic is like and we'll go from there so that's what i do for barbecue place like my favorite barbecue place in the world though is in kansas city and it's joe's barbecue place joe's barbecue joe's barbecue it's in that gas station it's just and we are open to sponsorship on this podcast oh, yeah, no joe's free, barbecue no free sponsor <laughs> don't do this shit no. for free i'm trying to get paid no free ads now, uh, as a Midwesterner, mm-hmm. I got to ask you, are you concerned about the quality of beef where you're going? Very concerned. Because up here in Omaha, we are really beef snobs. The, if where I go, depending on the location of it, it's like, I got to know, like, what what's your meat quality like? Where do you get it from? Where is it shipped from? I got to know. And I don't judge places close to the sea because they just say screw it to beef. And they're like, oh, we're just a fish place. And I'm like, great, I just won't eat there. But that's fine. You do you. I like some sea restaurants. I'm more of a crustacean. Give me the shrimp and the crab and lobster. You can keep the fish. You ever try calamari? I love calamari. Calamari is fucking Once you get that seasoned up, oh, it's good. Don't let it sit, though. Don't let it sit. Right? Um... what are you most excited about for being in Pennsylvania? Are you going to take in the country, see all the like historical sites? Oh, I'm very big on the historical sites. Being so close to Philly, I'm going to go to Independence Hall, big time. Uh, if I ever get a chance, I'm going to want to go to Boston, throw tea in the harbor. Nice. That's, that's a big what kind big... of tea? Is it going to be Lipton or right. Brisk? I, gee, the heck of I know back then, but what I, I looked it up. Like I googled it. It's like I don't care if it's some like kids. Like, tourist destination, like, I will pay $20 for you to put the funny hat on me so I can throw that box of tea in the harbor for a photo op and drag it back in. Like, I want to do that. But I, I I'm, would. I, but like, I'm excited about, like, all the history and stuff, but main thing is, like, I'm going to be focusing on that internship. And so, is and with the pay, it's like, I'm going to have to pick and choose what my... When you do the tea thing, though, yeah, promise me. Yeah. That you're gonna say fuck the British as you throw the tea out there. I, I, I think of some like 18th century version of it where it's just like banish the king or something like that. Just screw that. Your Get tyranny out. stands no more. Give, give me untaxed tea or give me death. That is, I'm pretty sure that's what uh, Patrick Henry said. I uh, could be paraphrasing when he spoke to the Virginia Commonwealth on that day. Sorry, big history guy. I got the books downstairs. Oh, uh, are you a gamer at all? A little bit. Uh, I wouldn't consider myself hugely into games, but I do spend a good quality of time. You ever get into the Fallout series? I try. I've tried. I, it's just not my game. And I know, like, Fallout 76 or whatever, and then Fallout Is 4 based was, like, out Boston. Of, yep, Boston and, and then West Virginia. I just... I couldn't get into it. It just wasn't my style of gaming. I I also don't do those open world RPGs too often. Yeah. Um, what what is your style of game? I either have to do the storyline, uh, like call the new Call of Duty. I thought was actually like really good when came storyline. But like I'm talking about like Assassin's Creed. I know they're open world, but like I love the Assassin's Creed games. I I was a big fan of. The Last of Us. I thought The Last of Us was like the best story game I've ever played. Wasn't that like a game where like some kind of zombie virus yeah, yeah. broke 
God. No, no, it was a fungus. It was a fungus in it this game. Fungus. Yeah, it was a fungus in this game. Uh, it, it's. I think it's time to the Uncharted series, which speak Uncharted's also a great series. So like it's. It was time to that, but yeah, it was a fungus series, and I thought the storyline was great. The gameplay was great. It was just this very. Do you, th- what? Do you think the Last of Us original name might have been the Fungus Among Us? I'm not gonna. Uh, puns <laughs> are. I'm sorry. Very, I just couldn't. It, it I, hit me. I had to go for it. Oh, puns are just. Oh, I I can't. I, I hate them. You I, hate puns. I, there's just something about puns. Like I I'll say them in a way to like piss people off. But like when people say puns, it's like oh that's funny. It's like stop right now. Just stop. I uh, no, they're not my favorite thing. No, yeah, I play games just like any other person. But all right, all right. There's some sports games in there. I mean, baseball got MLB the show. Like I gotta play that. Oh time. yeah, that goes without saying. Who's your favorite baseball team? The New York Yankees. People, nice. people hate them, uh, but you know what? People hate winners. That's just how it is. I'm a Cardinals guy myself, but I won't hold it against you. Uh, your your National League, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, you you had your time. It's it's gone now for, but you've had your time. Uh, uh, do you ever plan on coming back to Nebraska, or uh, are you gonna just uh, fall in love with the East Coast and never come back and be like, I wasn't a children of the corn at any point in my life. I well, I I mean, like I always come back and visit. It, it's this internship turns into something good. It means I don't come back. It means I go wherever that is. However. Where- Ever the opportunities lead. the opportunity lead. is. And the only reason why I would want to come back and not be in the East Coast is because I hate taxes and gun laws. So if I can go where there's the least amount of both, then I'm perfectly fine. All I need is legal weed. Legal weed? I think there's a few states that do all three. Low taxes, few gun laws, legal weed. Perfectly, perfectly happy communities out there. I think it's called Vermont or New Hampshire. I haven't, just, I haven't seen which one it is. I was thinking Oregon. Oh, no. I like hey, Oregon. No. Oregon is beautiful. Oh. Have you ever been? I've never been to Oregon. I just heard stories. It is. I, I love the mountains, though. Like I go, I've been to Wyoming numerous times. I think Wyoming is one of the most beautiful countries, countrysides that I've ever seen. Uh, I want to go to Montana. Obviously, coming from Montana is fun. Uh... I've I've got some stories that I probably shouldn't share while we're recording. Uh, Utah, ever been to Utah? Uh, I drove through it. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, love it out there. Like I'm just a big fan of the mountains. Like, I've been to the beach once. Maybe it was just because it was a crappy beach, but I would choose the mountains any day. Uh, I highly recommend if you like the mountains. Uh, Colorado's great, but you yeah, already know I that. Already know that. Washington State, though. Here. Beautiful mountains up there. My, Terrifying and exciting. And I do eventually want to climb a 14er. Eventually. Like I've been on top of Pikes Peak, but that's a tourist destination. Yeah. Like you just drive up there. Like I, I, they have a gift shop on top of the mountain. Just make sure that like if you go to some unknown destination, somebody knows like your GPS coordination. You know, I should have done that. I, I was hiking some trails, and I never told anybody where I was going. And I was hiking one, and my my I sprained my ankle four times, so it is just prone to roll on me. And I was on a thin trail where the left side of me was the 
drop side of the mountain and the right side was the hill and you're going up these switchbacks and I hit a rock and I stumbled, grabbed a tree and I'm leaning over it and I'm like, man, that would have been bad. And I just kept walking. Didn't even face me that I didn't tell anyone. I'm like, well, that would have sucked. I I actually had a buddy where he was not as fortunate. Uh, I think he fell down like a 90 foot drop. Yeah. Although he's back to normal. He just didn't move around for like a month. Yeah. It, ugh. This so. would have been, I would because it would have been head first. It would have been like that scene in Hot Rod, where Rod just keeps falling down the hill. Great that's fucking how, movie. One of how, Andy Samberg's best. I still think that's one of Will Arnett's best performances, because he was there for two days, so they had to get all the scenes in within two days. No so shit. So that's why his acting was so basically just like, I don't care. I'm just like, let's just get this in. Is that the fucking uh, goes like, Reese's hey. guy? So, sorry, not sorry. Yeah, I think he is he the voice of the Reese's. Yeah, Club? he's okay. the, like that guy that's like, babe. Yeah, babe. Yeah, 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 that guy. Yeah. yeah, he's the Reese's dude. I love that guy. He's, I don't know what it is about him. He's just got like this kind of smart ass snarkiness that you gotta love. Yeah, his performance in Hot Rod with the babe, babe, wait, babe, babe. Yeah, that performance. <laughs> Uh, voicing <laughs> Batman in the Lego movies. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's he's on a roll. Uh, give him some awards for what he's been doing there. I also loved his uh, role in uh, that movie with Dax Shepard, Let's Go to Prison. I never... Oh, I do remember that. I think I've only seen it once, though. My brother was the one that pointed it out to me. <laughs> like, he had just gotten out of prison and he saw this movie up. And he's like, I gotta see it because uh, Dak Shepard's character gets out and fucking goes to a strip club, and there's like a stripper with like one of those head setups with like all the screws and things because oh, her neck's fucked up. And she's like, You want a lap dance? 25 bucks. Special drink? And he's like, I just got out of prison. I'm not that horny. That's bad. I've only I've only seen that movie I think like one time. Uh, I remember it slightly, but not enough to quote it. Uh, well, basically, like Dax Shepard plays like a career criminal. Wasn't like Will Arnett like some like finance guy that gets like framed or something or no like no. That? Will Arnett was the son of the judge that kept locking away Dax Shepard. Oh, and. The last time Dax went in, he was like, I'm going to get even with this fuck. And when he got out, the judge was dead, so he was like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to get his son. Alright, I got you, I got you. And I think they end up friends or something and make uh, toilet wine. Oh, no. That's not the best business model to go with, but I guess it's fine. I, I don't know. Like, when it comes to, like, comedy movies, movies, uh, like, like, there's a ton like that. I'm just, whatever. What's one of your favorite comedy movies of all time? Oh, jeez. Uh, that's, okay, that's tough. I know, I'm it, throwing out the like, stumpers well, here Well, it's like tonight. when I talk about, like, my favorite, because, like, I love movies. I watch movies all the time. I try to watch new movies every week just to do it, but it's, when I, like, I put my list of movies together, like, I put comedy out there. I yeah. don't put add it to the list. Like, there's just too many of them, a lot of them. But, like, I love Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. I like Tommy Boy. Fucking one of, Chris one of the Farley yeah. was a legend. 
just when they're filling up on gas and he's trying to and david spade's character he's in there trying to get the map right and he uh reverses the car bends the door and when he comes back out richard what did you do <laughs> Uh, My favorite scene from that movie has got to be when they hit the deer mm -hmm. and throw it in the back of the car and then it wakes up. That's my favorite scene. I'm a... Uh, uh, what was another one? Uh, Although, funny story. True story, I'm not making it up. After my first paying show that I actually like set up and booked mm -hmm. the talent, uh, one of the guys that was riding back home with me, fucking, he left the beer, uh, left with an open container. Oh, no. And a cop was driving by, and fucking, I get into the car. I don't know about my uh, buddy being a dumbass. If I had seen it, I would have been like, what, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. But uh, we get pulled over, and he gets searched. He gets a ticket. But while we're waiting for the cop to process mm -hmm. everything, we find out that we got a wasp in my back driver's <laughs> window. So you're all just freaking out. Came this close to pulling a real-life Tommy boy. Bees! <laughs> Your Bees! guns are useless against them! Oh, that would have... Could have done it! Could've I done could it. have. Could have done it. Well, I, I don't think it's been tried in public before. Uh, it might have been in Florida. We'll have to find out. Uh, I'm pretty sure everything that can be imagined has happened in Florida. That's I, Have you ever performed in Florida? I've not performed in Florida. Well, it depends on the performance. I was actually in band in high school, and we did a marching band trip to Florida in Disney World. Did you have any awkward Florida man moments on either trip? No. There, no. No, well, only one trip. Like, I've only been to Florida to march and whatever. No Florida man uh, events happening. I've only... I don't know if I've actually seen like anything too crazy. Like when I was in Austin, I saw a crackhead that was sleeping on the like entry level entryway to a bar, and the bartender can't kick him out because that's assault and battery because he's not being violent. But he's just like he's like sleeping there curled up as like they're like yelling at him like, "Hey, you gotta move!" And he's just like, "One, it's nineteen twenty-nine," and it's just like, "What are you talking about, man?" Like I was, oh, Austin. You know uh saturday oddly enough in the old market was really bad for tweakers like after that show i went up to big john's caught up with a buddy sobered up and when i uh did sober up i drove down to the old market because i like to walk around down there yeah. people watch uh, and i was at capital so, yeah. and as soon as i got out of my car i'm not even two feet away from it and two guys approach me, and they're like, hey, man, can we smoke in your car? It's kind of cold out. And me no. being the stoner, I'm like, what are you smoking? And they're like, bubble? And I'm like, no, you're not smoking meth in my car. You're not doing Get that. Get the fuck out of Get here. Get away from me. I know it's cold. That's why you should go do your drugs under a bridge. I don't know. Gene Leahy Mall is getting... That was the place to do it. Underneath that bridge from Gene Lane Mall. Oh, Man. when I when I was in Colorado, you remember those slides uh, in the old market? Yeah, they 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 sucked. I don't know why people gave them so. The Gene Lane Mall so was many such times a I've been thing. there and found like syringes yeah. at the base. Yeah, the Gene Lane Mall was such a disgusting cesspool of a place that when I found out, like I think I was in Colorado when they made the decision like we're gonna redo the entire place in this area to make it better i was like thank you about Finally. fucking time god that place is disgusting like it is 
And, and like, it made the whole fucking area smell too, yeah, like oh. fucking. And whatever people are like, oh, I'm gonna miss it. Really? You're gonna miss the Instagram photo opportunities that you take once a year when it's warm. You don't go down there because you love the slides. No. You're not gonna miss it. Get out. It's not Get like out you of embrace here. your inner child Get daily. Get out of here, that BS. It's whenever, like, there was like, uh, I think it was like when that, like, Bohemian District or whatever was, like, getting redone. Very uh, neat. I, that I is was, a neat I think it's like trinket. a holder. I don't know. Dog probably got it. But it, well, it was like, yeah, it was like whenever there's like something that was like closing down, be like, oh, I'm going to miss it. No, no, shut up. No, this is good. This is a good thing that we're destroying these decrepit old things. Like, I had a friend who they were staying in like this hundred year old building in Omaha. It's like, oh, this building in Omaha. And I'm like, yeah, uh, they should take it down and build a new place. And I'm like, oh, but it's historic. Oh, it's historic for being old. Is that what, is that the low bar of, uh, History Did that we're anything here? significant happen there? Was the president like visiting before he got shot? No, no, it's just, just the oldest building. That's the just only the thing. Oldest building. I'm like, that has no reason to keep something like whatever. That does not give it any merit. Now, no, whenever I'm driving to like small towns or something, because like I road trip a lot. Whenever it's something like it's a historic downtown, I'm like, why is it historic? Tell me why is it is it old? If it's, it's because old, one of the founding no. fathers got like shit faced and killed a guy on that corner. <sighs> yeah, that's that's no. not gonna happen though. No, not no. out here. I mean, well, there, I think there was there was like a historic there was like a shootout that happened uh, in between Blair and Forgotten back when they were first made. Uh, to look at that. Fun fact: uh, Nebraska during World War Two. Produced over forty percent of the ammunition we were used in World War Two. We were big in manufacturing like the planes and the ammunition, and my dad was like uh, he worked on cell sites, so he got to go see like his cell sites were close to a lot of these old uh, air bases and stuff that they were. Oh, nice. He was also near a lot of missile silos that were made during the Cold War. No shit. And he talks about one time that he's like, there's an air base out north Nebraska out there. Uh, And he like showed me on Google Maps. He's like, you see any planes on here? I'm like, no. You see any vehicles, any buildings being used in the cars park? I'm like, no. And he goes, okay. How come the lines are freshly painted and the grass is mown completely? And I'm like... It's a a good question. And he's like, I drove up there, took the wrong road, and the guy who owned that farmhouse came out and tried to talk to me, and I turned around. I'm like, Dad, I don't think he was a farmer. I think think there's something going on up there. And my dad's like, 100%. Oh, yeah. And on that, I think we're going to call it a note. Is there anything you would like to tell the audience that I did not ask or bring up today? No, uh... Not that I can think of. I mean, like, I'm excited to go to Pennsylvania. I'm gonna uh, while I'm out there because I think I'm gonna be busy. It's gonna be mostly working on jokes rather than like the performance side of it. Like when you sell Saturday Night, one of my say us to the dress joke, which I will keep that joke forever. People love that joke for some reason. Did that table in the back fuck with you on Saturday night? Uh, not the is that with the camera and stuff back there? No, the one right before them. I don't think so. I didn't hear them or anything. All right. Well. The- they were they, they talking crap back there? No, they weren't talking crap. They just got a little inebriated and forgot how to control their inside voice. Oh, that's uh, But they were having a good time. Yeah. I I yeah. actually got uh the loudest one stoned, hoping it would make him quiet. 
Did not work. I, I don't think it would. But yeah, it's You'd like, be surprised. You no, know, like we saw when I expanded on that about the overpriced dress and how that's the difference between a honeymoon in the Caribbean or a honeymoon in Branson, Missouri. I thought of that on the spot while I was on stage. Oh, very good. So like that's so like my thing is for some reason I tell I think of funny stuff while I'm up there rather than while I'm writing down, and I need to trans uh, light that into writing it down. So like while I'm out in Pennsylvania, it'll be more on working on jokes. Uh, but I'm gonna try to camera go tripod and record before getting on. <laughs> that way you catch those magical moments. Yeah. And you can always come back and write it down on paper. I wrote it down the moment I got to my car that night. I was like, I gotta remember this. But no, it was like, uh, tell the audience, I got Not that I can think of. I'm just excited to move, excited to continue this nice career of low-paying baseball jobs and see if it finally turns into something that brings in the money. I'm sure it will. But you know, comedy right now, it's not a die-hard thing for me. It's just a hobby. Um, if it ever becomes a die-hard thing, I think I could... I think I'm at uh, some point where I just need to get some local shows on there. I just never stay in an area long enough to make friends, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I'm always moving. But I think uh, there's some things I need to work on. I'm always open for people telling me what I need to work on. So it's just... And what is your uh, 2020 goal as a comic? I think that was the one question I haven't covered yet. My 2020 goal as a comic is to get on one show that people actually have to pay like money to go see i don't care if it's like five dollars or whatever just i want to get on some showcase something something local that you have to pay to come see me tell jokes that's just my one goal somehow maybe it'll happen maybe it won't we'll see Ooh. uh all right we're gonna end this and uh i'm gonna refer you to like i got one comic uh that i know that's out in new york Okay. But, alright, this is the Wandering Stoner Podcast with special guest... Jacob Wilson. And we hope you enjoyed the show. Follow Jacob as he takes his adventure to the East Coast. And with that, I am very... very, I almost got tongue-tied. I am very grateful to have you on the podcast, and I hope that we do this again soon.